Mm-hmm. Hello, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Aaron. My name is Sarah. My name is Joel. This week is Starman from 1984. Oh, now, now I'm stepping on my game. <laughs> Aaron's trying to take my place. I better, I better do good Let this you. time. <laughs> Let me try that again. The movie this week is Starman from 1984, directed by John Carpenter, written by Bruce A. Evans, Reynold Gideon, and Dean Reisner. Starring Jeff Bridges, Karen Allen, and Charles Martin Smith. That, do you guys think there's any more? Char- Charles Martin Smith played the guy that was uh, from uh, SETI or whatever. Yeah, SETI. I don't. I don't think. Maybe the guy who was given trouble, Richard Jekyll. Is there any other characters in this movie? Need to be mentioned. Yeah. Truck stop lady. I really like how she liked pie. Oh yeah. Oh, that was great. We should definitely yeah. find out what her name is. She That's was sweet. like, it's terrific. It's terrific. Yeah, it's true. The guy who played the, the, the deer hunter weirdo. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like a stunt, stunt man, and he played Jason in the fourth Friday the 13th movie. Oh, really. no nice. way. Yeah. All right. The goober that I want to know, Joel. Okay. Who's the dude in the romantic um, the romantic uh, uh, video, or excuse me, the, the film in the very beginning when when she's all sad and she's watching like oh the one that was broken yeah, who's his the head? goob at the who's, who's that goob I don't know which Maybe, goob in the you know when she's watching the uh, the recording they're yeah, singing the a song and yeah that guy's head back. is suddenly slowly poking in I, I feel like it was, was some, gonna come in at some point some extra who thought they were funny or something or George Lucas possibly oh you're right it, it, there there we go it's Lucas. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you oh, take wow. that, John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got your Star Wars right here. I mean, Star Man right here. You know what? Up yours. Harrison Ford looks better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he kind of looked like Harrison Ford when uh, he was getting beat up at that truck stop. Had his hair like kind of blown back, and he was wearing that uh, bomber jacket. I'm just kidding. I actually think Jeff Bridges looks great in this movie. Oh, no, no. Fantastic. I don't think anyone thought Terrific. you were serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. We saw a lot of Jeff Bridges in this movie. Mm. We did. Mm. We did, Joel. I know what you're talking about. Sarah, this was your pick. Yes, it was. Why did you pick this movie? Why did I pick this movie? I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I remembered liking it and thinking that it was kind of simple, but interesting mm-hmm. and kind of unique. I really like the visuals in it. And I really like the basic, I, I like basic storytelling that in movies where there are two people talking to each other and trying to explain something to each other, I think that... You see a lot of movies that are big action movies where everyone's yelling about what's going on. And those those are fun for me, but they, I don't really want to rewatch them necessarily mm. unless they're like a fantastic movie. Mm. But these kind of movies, I feel like there's something kind of some kind of wisdom, I feel like, in a movie that is simple and deals with an issue Kind of in a way that isn't necessarily as deep, but is also dealing with something that's re- that really resonates with, like, being human. Yeah. That's a pretty good summation of what part of the reason this movie is, like, good. Like, I, I hadn't seen this movie before, and it's five stars. It's like a perfect movie as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I dig Aww, it. I'm glad I dig you it. like it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I saw I saw this movie probably when I was um, a kid or a teenager with my mom, and my mom likes it a lot. But it was before I saw. I want to say it was before I even saw Terminator or like mm. you know mm. anything like that mm. or any other John. Car- what other John Carpenter movies? I mean, uh, Halloween, The Thing, you know, They Live. Dark Star. Dark Star, yeah. I think those are mostly the things he's associated with. Big uh, Trouble. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Big Trouble. Um, Escape from New York. Oh, yeah. See, I'm forgetting everything. I'm trying to, think, okay. of, I'm trying to think of the one with Sam Neill. I think about I just think about John Carpenter a lot. So. Mm-hmm. What's that one with Sam Neill? Uh, it's called uh, In the Mouth of Madness. In the Mouth of Madness, yes. Yeah, I mean... This is different fare from almost all of those. Maybe with the... No, no. I was going to say maybe closer to Dark Star, but I mean, Dark Star is a straight-up farce. In in the best way possible. Yeah, leans Mm -hmm. leans into Monty Python. This this was almost like a Spielberg movie, but like I didn't feel... Spielberg comes off as kind of cheesy sometimes, and I just didn't get any of that that cheese in this i think the only thing that i could say that even was slightly cheesy was kind of the meaningful soundtrack thing that, that john did in this one shut your pie hole that jump like, yeah the music yeah yeah like this is the emotional moment track that he he did it like once or twice in this one it was very similar yeah very similar track i'm not i'm not trying to say it was bad i'm just saying that it was definitely it is over the top yeah because because believe me i love i love his musical score yeah i really do me too i feel like when we watched they live Mm -hmm. that i was seeing like a john carpenter movie for the first time that Reminded me of Starman. Mm, mm. I mean, there's definitely a little bit more, you know, funky, kick-ass kind of stuff in it. But there is an aesthetic, I feel like, that is almost like line drawing. Like, you can see, like, a base layer of a comic or something drawn. And the imagery in this movie, I feel like, is so... It's kind of it's kind of like a love letter to America. Like you totally. see you see all these different landscapes and you're kind of, you know, you feel like you're on a joyride cross country and you're seeing all these beautiful places and just kind of slice of life moments with all these people going through and mm. you definitely you feel like you're a t- you're a tourist like you're going through it the way he is too. You're experiencing it maybe a little bit differently than yeah, don't you feel like you're kind of seeing it from his perspective, but yes. hers as well? I'm not sure about that because, I mean, we don't really like. Even though we're tra- we're traveling cross country, I don't. We don't. It's not like we spend time looking at the sights. I mean, they they stop at a couple of pit stops, <laughs> you know, a gas station. Stuff like that. I mean, there's really nice backgrounds like that are just like this the set dressing of where they are. Like, obviously, we're near Arizona because we've got the, the beautiful bluffs and stuff like that. But I don't feel like I was seeing anything with a new eye. But, I mean, the, the whole movie is shot really, really well. Like, cinematography-wise. Like, I think better than almost any of the other ones of his... You know, I haven't seen The Thing in a couple of years. I like, and I feel like that's another one that's that's shot really well. It is. So it's it's probably up there with that. I thought Escape from New York actually had a very unique cinematography to it. Like some of the, hey, don't give me that look. <laughs> I'm just don't kidding. give me that look. I'm just kidding. He has this thing with like the strong guy with the kind of longish hair. Yeah. It's like Kurt Russell, Roddy Piper, mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges. I did. I do feel like this movie has a little bit of a Terminator vibe. Like, there's yeah. a person who comes from another place, and she has to help him, and, mm. you know, it's kind of a rocky road, and, you know, they end up getting involved, and all that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's... I don't know which one came out first, but I feel like... Starman did, I think. Yeah, Starman. Yeah, They're absolutely. both really good, I think, in different ways. Starman definitely has more heart, I oh, think. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it is kind of... 
poignant. I think Joel was saying that it's a sad movie while we were watching it. Yeah, I mean, it's really, especially if you consider things from Karen Allen's like point of view, it's mm-hmm. like really sad. Like, yeah, yeah, her husband died. Mm-hmm. Alien shows up. Alien replicates husband. Yeah, he looks like her husband that's dead. <laughs> she freaks out. Yeah, and then kind of falls for him a little bit, and then realizes that he's got to go. Yeah, Terminator that's, was that's, the same year. That's 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 like so that's heartbreaking, insane. you know. Mm. Eighty four. Also, oh. that's a crazy coincidence. Mm. But the way it was shot when he went from a piece of a hair <laughs> to a baby <laughs> to a man standing up. No, that's like that's been some pretty spectacular. That was amazing. But, show of effects. But the way that he stood up was just almost literally like how like uh, Schwarzenegger <laughs> stood up and he saw, yeah, he saw his glutes. He totally nudes, nude balls, <laughs> as they say. Technical term. Uh, he's a lot skinnier than Schwarzenegger. He dropped his balls on the carpet. Uh, yeah, yeah. He dropped, like, <laughs> six of them. All six of them. Yeah. yeah. Those are like his extra lives, you know. <laughs> it totally is. I, I love that, and yeah. I love that he doesn't have to explain them. I love that it's not—it's a simple thing. Yeah, and I don't care how it works. For some reason, I feel like that is a really, you know, tactful way to deal with something that is beyond our world's comprehension without making it overly cumbersome. Right? They don't have to detail exactly what you know, the origins of any of this stuff is like you get, you get along with what's going on in the movie. And that's, that's what matters. Like, as long as you're not like grasping at straws, trying to figure out what's going on. You're right. You're right. And like, like the way that David Bowie in the labyrinth has those glass balls, mm-hmm. you don't really need to know their yeah. exact purpose. That's no, true. You just know that it, that it ma- does magic stuff. I know? need to know that. I, that's, that's <laughs> completely different. Oh, well. Okay. To each their own. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bowie, who was also known as a star man, can you come back to Earth and tell us about those glass balls, please? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things I like about this. I like the fact that it's kind of the idea of being able to say goodbye to someone that you didn't, that you feel like you didn't get a chance to. Right. Yeah. And kind of. The idea of meeting someone who doesn't understand much about you, but being able to communicate with them on some level and let them know. And I, and it kind of reminds me of that thing that Einstein says that if you can't explain something simply, you don't understand it well enough. It's kind of like, the bigger idea the bigger ideas are hard to explain but i mm. think she they do try you know to explain them the way you would to a child or something right. human concepts like love you know beauty, yeah um even things like money fuel <laughs> yeah, that kind of energy yeah yeah i don't think i would do a very good job at any of that stuff <laughs> what is love uh no, I wasn't trying to sing the song. Don't even start. <laughs> no, no, it's actually, it's actually really funny you mentioned that, Joel, because that was some of my thought thoughts as well. I was like, I don't know if I could explain within like three to four minutes that's shown in this movie some of these concepts. I'm not going to sit there and be like, well, you know, it's it's uh, when a man likes a woman or, you know, whatever you are. and you Birds know, and or bees. Birds and the bees. Uh, and, uh, flowers <coughs> and trees. I'm not yeah. saying I think I wasn't saying that I think that you know you're a genius to be able to explain these oh, things no, like this, no, but no, like no. I was just saying that I think that it's it's dealt with like, gracefully again. No, no, yeah. there are so very, many things that are in this movie that the, yeah, the script is done incredibly well, and that like Karen Allen and kills it like doing. Showing raw emotion and explaining things as, as the way that she can and, and stuff like that. You know, Jeff Bridge, he's he's playing that character, you know, who's trying to understand things. But, like, when he softens up, it's, it's like, you know, heartwarming in a way that, he, like, I think a lesser movie would have screwed up royally. <laughs> I really kind of like the fact, too, that Jeff Bridge's character or how he portrayed himself, it, it, like, the words seem so unnatural to him. Mm-hmm. Coming out of his mouth, yeah, 
And uh, he did a really good job of just making it look, you know, very believable that he didn't know what he was talking about. He looked like he was having fun. I mean, he he acts he he acts it really well. Yeah, and in a way that is both serious and kind of you know, like you were saying, heartwarming. Like mm-hmm. it's just kind of crazy that you see him in something like this, and then you don't really see him in much like this anymore but i I don't know i gotta say it'd probably be really frightening to play a game of poker with uh, jeff bridges because that dude can say things and just keep the straightest face ever like i would lose probably like every time Mm -hmm. right yeah super impressed I would lose every time just because it's Jeff Bridges. Not, 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 not oh, that's true. true. <laughs> that's true. In, a, in a theoretical poker game with Jeff Bridges, looks like I, I be, win. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be playing it. Looks like I win again. Thank you, Mr. Bridges. Take my money. Yeah, here. <laughs> I think I love Jeff Bridges ever since I saw this movie, mm. and I think that there's a lot of reasons for that. He is like a a softy, nice person in it, but I think that he also. Reminds me of like guys that I grew up around too, like my dad and stuff that mm-hmm. are kind of, and they even dressed like that. It's very 80s and it's very the way guys dressed, you know, that would be at a truck stop or whatever back then. Yeah. And, but you feel like he's a good guy, even though he's an alien. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he is a good guy, alien. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for, at first, you're not sure because he's, he's being. He has a gun and he's, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like I said, I've been listening to the uh, podcast talking about, you know, alien encounters and other mysterious things like that. And, uh, like the, the ones, once again, I'll go back to Mothman prophecies, which I keep <laughs> coming back. Mothman, uh, Ingrid <laughs> you Cole. Do, have, do you like the Mothman? Joke? I'm just really fascinated no, okay. by the whole thing. It's okay you if you know? like the Mothman. I Ingrid just, I need Cole. To know. Ingrid Cold, sorry, is is this being that they thought they talked to, and everyone who talked about it just like said that he had mannerisms that like you could tr- you could tell that he was trying to act like a person, but he was doing you know things that obviously just made it feel very alien. Uh, I think that he does really good at that, especially in the beginning, you know, before he starts to get a handle on things. But, uh, you know, um, cross-country trip across America, the best way to start it is by learning how to shoot a gun. That is 100% American, I have to say. I have to say so, too. Mm-hmm. Which is what happens in this movie. What do you think he would look like if he didn't take a human form? Chicken. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb and say it's probably sphere-shaped. Just because, mm. like, the spaceship... Has a sphere yeah. into it. And I thought the space should look pretty cool, like I ha- half an avocado or something, you know? I like the design of the ship. I dug it. Yeah. I dug it. Not that's, sure. my, that's my guess, though. Not sure it was a ship. I mean, I almost feel like it was like their community, or at least part of it, like in like an essence type thing. Like, mm. like if they're energy beings, they don't have to. Although he showed up in a ship. So, but maybe that was like some sort of experimental thing so that he could like take on the form of a human. Mm. And then X-Files started. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. You're just like, yeah, I agree with that. (laughs) I'm just having a lot of fun throwing around. It's all started, yeah, I gotta say. (gasps) I still... Trying to figure out how what his mannerisms reminded me of, you know, and I can like almost feel it on the tip of my brain. Somebody being like, "What is love?" You know, like saying it like that. Uh, would it be uh, um, Lieutenant Data? No, perhaps? it would not be Lieutenant Data at all. How dare you! How dare you bring Brent Spiner into this conversation? <laughs> Dear hey, God. Data doesn't know exactly about human emotions. Yeah, That's... Joel. Yeah, but he's articulate. <laughs> yeah, he's very articulate. You're right. <laughs> Joel's... I-, I won't say anything anymore. I'll figure it out later. I won't say anything, okay. For the rest of the podcast, I'm turning off your mic. Good. <laughs> You've been trying to figure it out for three hours. <laughs> I know. It's never, I'm never going to figure it out. Sorry about your frustration. No, that's all right. I like this because because it's that way. Because it's his character 
is like innocent. I'm right. trying to figure it out. Yeah. Did you have any notes? No, I don't. I don't take notes anymore. It's all in my brain. I'm a genius now. I also like the the guy that was playing the the, the guy from SETI. Oh, you know, now I'm trying to blank on the character's name, but he was, uh, you know, he's just a curious guy following around. You know, uh, was really excited the whole time, and uh, went on the defense for. Uh, you know what? His character didn't have a name, did he? He had a name. What? The was, alien it was, guy. It was oh, the alien guy. Yeah, yeah, the SETI guy. Yeah, no, no, the guy, the alien guy, Jeff Bridges. Oh, they just called him Starman <laughs> in the in the credits. Oh, okay. They never actually refer to him as Starman. The human guy is Scott. Scott, right? Uh, they, she never called him Scott. It's kind of weird, actually. <clears throat> Maybe it was just because she she understood that it wasn't her husband. I mean, that's part of the sadness thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. What about you? What, what, tell me your notes. Me? Tell me your notes. Uh, oh. I just wrote like some thoughts down. Like I wrote about how I liked the. Uh, uh, I wrote the alien takes the DNA from a photo album, and I said it was a rad shot zooming in on the hair, mm-hmm. like going into the DNA structure of it. Yeah, I really was, was cool. impressed by that shot. Uh, I th- I liked that the uh, alien presence was turning the pages in that photo oh, yeah. album, like. <laughs> This is interesting. Hmm. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I thought maybe his his form was a sphere because it was kind of like a rounded shape. The um, fisheye, fisheye yeah. lens thing going on. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like how we were talking about it, and Joel was like, "I thought it was gonna be a baby," <laughs> like, and then we were like, "Oh, like a human infant form," and I had actually forgotten that that's what happened. It starts off that way, yeah. And that whole um, creature moment there is like something out of the thing or something. It's less disturbing than right. the thing, but it oh, is totally. still a creature <laughs> transformation. American werewolf in London kind of stretch thing going on. There was almost like a stop motion moment where they were like including more flesh on his face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for a moment. There. Oh, when, when he was, when we first saw him, when he was a baby, I was like, that looks like a garbage pail kid. <laughs> it doesn't look like a baby. It, it kind of like, reminded me from uh, like maybe a Mac from Mac and me. Oh, a yeah. You started. So I, so I, I drew a little drawing of uh, it. <laughs> kind of a Mac mouth there. Start whistling at you. Totally. Totally. Oh, my gosh. Mommy. Whoa. <laughs> I don't think it, <laughs> I think if she hadn't seen that mm-hmm. that it would be much more difficult for her to differentiate between Scott and this alien right yeah taking the form I of just Scott think was, I mean at first she did she she said his name and stuff like that and then she realized mm-hmm. it wasn't him almost immediately but I think she would have told the difference because when you see him like in that recording which actually, I want to talk about that because I don't. I when you see her watching that old recording of like whatever vac- camping trip that they took together, yeah, I feel like I've never seen a woman like mourning the loss of her husband before. Mm. Like I've seen a hundred times men mourning the loss of their wives, you know, having died early on, or even like their older men and their wives have died or something like that. This is like the first time I've ever seen. <laughs> A young woman mourning a young man's, you know, life lost, you know, or not, I mean, you know, like in her 30s, but. Like, and it's statistically more likely for a that, woman that would happen in real life. Yeah. 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 But in movies, I would say the same. It, yeah. it is more likely to see a man. Because men are always on dirt bikes, you know, and then what? they're just more oh, likely yeah, to true. get in accidents. I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see that the amount of men versus women that own dirt bikes uh, <laughs> related um, accidents. Related accidents. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Joel. I just calls it how I sees it. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I mean that's that. That's part of the reason why it makes it so fascinating and also so just so sad. Like I, I feel 
there's a creepiness that could have come in if it was uh, the other way around. If it was a man and this woman showed up and, you know, became because immediately when a woman shows up in your house, you know, whether whether or not she mutated from an alien baby type thing, if she shows up and all of a sudden she's nude, we've got, you know, the way the male gaze works. It doesn't matter what's going on. But this, you know, everything's handled here in such a way that we're you don't feel creeped out by seeing this, like I said, he, he like crouching like the Terminator and gets up. It's, it just feels more pure. I, I don't know how to describe it. Other yeah. Than, yeah. It was more affecting than I think it would have been if it was, you know, if it was the other way around. Also, the whole thing, the whole reason I even got into that thing is because I want to say that Karen Allen would have known that this alien was not her husband because based on those videos we were watching, I think he looked a little doughy and this alien version of Jeff Bridges was, he had a six pack, you know, she was grating cheese on those things. He was shredded like lettuce. Are, are you trying to he say was that like he was blasting his abs? I say he's blasting his abs. <laughs> nice. He's like, oh, I have to be a nude scene. Okay. Well, Gonna be hitting the gym real hard. If you ever meet Jeff Bridges, you should ask him how About he his... got in shape for the movie. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to Jeff Bridges. <laughs> I would just shorten it to ask him about his sick abs. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bridges, tell me about the sick abs. <laughs> Jeff Bridges is a good actor. Yeah, he is. I enjoy him a lot. I do too. Mm-hmm. I enjoy him a lot. Um, I think. The most recent thing I've seen him in was that R.I.P.D. Though, but also, oh, no. also probably the best thing in that movie. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, hands down. Well, also, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, what's the Asian actor? Older Asian oh, actor? Oh yeah, yeah, Lopan. <laughs> That's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyways, <laughs> he's good. I guess in a way that's kind of like being. You know, like Superman or whatever. Yeah. Like it's the it's the hero handle that they have. Hey, Lopan. <laughs> you know, he did a uh, a take on the Gungam style uh, Psy video, but he did one called Lopan style. Really, James Hong. Yeah, James Hong. He also starred in that video, though. By the way, what? The Lopan style. Oh, I thought you. I thought you meant. Oh, don't worry about he it. Starred in Gangnam Style. Also, <laughs> he also starred oh, in that video. Joel. We're talking about Starman here, Aaron. <laughs> Do you feel like like we should talk about the movie? But I mean, I feel like the movie is kind of a basic storyline. You mean the plot? And we've pretty much already talked about some of it. Yeah. Listener, I feel like you should watch this movie if you haven't seen it. I feel like maybe a lot of people haven't seen it. It was probably something that was like on like daytime TV, you know, the movie of the week or something like that. You can uh, you can rent it on demand, I believe, if you have a cable box. It's on Hulu. We watched it on Hulu. Yeah, and it was a really good edition. Like it had the the full. It was not even sixteen by nine. Whatever the full cinema size it's supposed to be and like had really yeah. nice sounds so i recommend watching it on there uh yeah watch this movie but uh, what what is the basic plot sarah the basic plot is there is a a ship that hits planet or is shot down <laughs> in the very beginning of the movie you're looking at the stars there's some really cool visuals, and you hear the, um, the come visit us message that was recorded a long time ago and sent into space, um, you know, that's basically welcoming visitors from another planet to come and visit us on Earth, and then he gets shot down, the creature, so basically he goes nearby and finds a house. And flips through a photo album mm-hmm. <laughs> and decides to take the human form of a man who died named Scott, Jeff Bridges character, and his uh, widow 
is still uh, really grieving the loss of her husband who passed away not that long ago. So the movie is sort of set in motion by his need to leave the planet because he has determined that it's hostile since he was shot down and it seems like there are already people after him and he needs to get to a certain rendezvous point by a certain day. So she, the widow, and him go on a trip to try and get him to this point in in uh, the right amount of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are different things that happen along the way that are really cool. And I I highly recommend the movie. <laughs> the government's after them. Authorities are after them. And they get helped by teenagers at least twice. <laughs> There's a little bit of an E.T. thing. And, like, you know, how in some movies... There's an alien and someone's trying to protect them because they feel like the alien doesn't have a voice or whatever. And they they want to say that, you know, this they don't mean us any harm. They come in peace, that kind of thing. And, you know, then there's the military who wants to dissect them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of how far back that I can think of that goes to, like the the day the Earth stood still. That's basically what happens in there, right? With with Gort, is it Gort or is that the robot? Day the Earth stood still. Yeah, uh, that that definitely has an alien in it. But there's a very noticeable giant, awesome robot. Right, can't yeah. remember which yeah. one's Gort. Gort, Klaatu, Karakta. Yeah, shut your mouth. Yeah, The Day the Earth Stood Still is probably one of my favorites, too. Mm. And yeah, another little bit of a messagey movie. Another reason I probably liked this is because, or that my mom liked it, is because I was uh, raised in this faith that one of their principal teachings is like the oneness of mankind and, you know, one planet, one people and a universal language or, you know, the ability to communicate with anyone about anything so that you can come to peace, basically. Mm-hmm. And I feel like his character in this is he, he wants that to be the way the world is. And, you know, that's what he's his society is evolved to the point of being at peace, but they, you know, they require other things that they're still looking for. Yeah. But. Yeah. yeah. He says straight out, like, your your planet's unique, uh, like our planet's peaceful and all that stuff like that, but there's we're missing something. And he's, like, finding it there on Earth. Yeah. Go- going back to the uh, the aforementioned uh, autopsy i feel though that if they had done an autopsy on him i feel that they would have probably found nothing different from us though yeah because you know obviously the origins of how he got this vessel that he's in right now yeah he printed it from his own or from dna yeah but i'm just obviously the government didn't know that but yeah that was just my thought on that yeah that's what i'm saying yeah you're right yeah, I th- I feel like thank and, you, Joel. I'm and glad that's... I agree. I got your acceptance on that. You are the correct one in this case. <laughs> I feel like if if someone would just see you and want to cut you open, that that would be, you know, I, I feel like it would be deserved to not really gain anything from it. If you meet someone, you're like, I want to cut you open. <laughs> like, like there has to be kind of a easy easing into a safe way of you know, discovering what a different being is about than just saying, I'm going to kill you and cut your organs up. Like, (laughs) you tell Jonathan Frakes that because he was the one that was hosting those alien autopsy shows back in the 90s. 90s. Yeah, I remember this. Mm -hmm. Cut it out, Frakes. What? (laughs) Well, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, he spent most of his time being very civil to aliens. Right. Most of the time. He's got tired of it. He got tired of it. Finally. (laughs) Forget it. That's all I'm saying, Joel. It's not like he was cutting them up on the show. <laughs> he was hanging around old aliens waiting for them to die of natural causes. Yeah. 
All right, guys, I got a question about for you guys about this movie, though. Okay. Uh, what, what do you think your favorite uh, Jeff Bridges trying to imitate human life line was? Or just sayings in general? Uh, if you could pick one. I guess, or even just something. You have that, one? Well, I'm split. I'm okay. split right now. Okay. Um, the two that I like the most... Uh, are probably uh, when he tells Jenny that for her to look for the food station, mm-hmm. just for whatever reason, <laughs> made me laugh really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you look for the food station, and I also really liked when when she cussed. She's like, "Gosh," oh, and he's like, "Define." <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that one of your favorites was. Um I can't remember. There's another one. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. But he does say a lot of funny things There's some that really are good kind ones. of Oh, it was like a context. It was like a a past tense of something. Like are you are you hungered or are mm. you I can't remember what oh, it was. Yeah. It was like he was he was asking Jenny if she was hungry uh-huh. as well, but it was it was, it was like different. But the way he he framed it was like in a state of like instead of it. And this body this body feels empty. And she was like, "Yeah, that means you're hungry." And like, are you hungry or something like that? Yeah. But but it was the way that he phrased it, it was yeah. almost like a Yoda. Do, yeah. Do slightly want- Yoda. <laughs> hungry you are. No. <laughs> he was he was treating hungry like it was a place. Like, are you also, like, at Hungry or... Yeah, yeah. A different context of the word. Like, kind of a different tense Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I was... uh, I honestly really like a lot of the stuff he does, just trying to be human. And, I mean... I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I've there have been many moments in my life where I felt like an alien, and I don't really have any reasonable explanation for why, but I, I definitely have had those moments where I felt like sort of a fish out of water, and I think that it's really gratifying or, you know, cathartic to see someone going through an experience that makes them feel like they're out of place. And you're like, oh, I've felt that way before. Yeah. It resonates with you. Absolutely. Um, but I think one of my favorite parts was just his communicate, his transmission he does in the beginning, saying, like, planet's hostile, like, <laughs> meet at the meeting point <laughs> in three days or whatever. <laughs> and he's just floating there. <laughs> I like that scene a lot, too. Floaty. Mm-hmm. Mm. Reminds me of Last Starfighter for some reason. I haven't seen that in a long time. Be a good one. A lot of things. A lot of alien movies from the 80s that are just like good stuff. Now this one's up there. Uh, what was I going to say? Something about Aaron? No. Um, Septual. Nothing. Her being in her underwear in the beginning reminded me of, like, Alien. Like, in the beginning when oh, she yeah. gets out of the pod. Yeah. And uh, I also wrote down that it would be cool to have, like, your own 8mm, like, set up to, like, watch film in your house. And that's what they had to do, you know? <laughs> Bef- yeah. Before my no, before no Before I existed, I think my parents had that set up. That's yeah. cool. That's really cool. I think, the, I think the bulb burned out or something, so they didn't do it they anymore. They didn't do it, yeah. yeah. And we never had, like, that in our house, but we definitely had slides, you know, for, oh, cool. for slideshows and stuff like that. That's cool. Did you have the carousel? Yeah. Kodak carousel. It's probably borrowed from school. No, I mean, my dad. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Breakdown. So, I still, I still can't remember what his mannerisms remind me of, Jeff Bridges, in this. I was thinking of some other things that were kind of like what he was doing. Like there was, um, I was thinking of short circuit, (laughs) the way Johnny five is acting, you know, he's asking for input and stuff like that. So, you know, it's not this, not exactly the same, but but it's similar his information and stuff like that. And what was the other one? I mean, obviously uh, I can't help but 
think once again, I don't I don't know how often I've mentioned the new Twin Peaks going on recently, but like this very Dougie Jones style, you know, just repeating what you hear. You know, and there's even a part where he goes into a casino and wins a whole bunch of money. <laughs> Mr. Jackpot. <laughs> Call for help. Oh, and he loves pie. I don't know about coffee though. He didn't drink coffee in the movie. That pie makes him real happy. Mm. Yeah. That's that look of pure joy that I've seen you get on your face when, when have you have sushi. good sushi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's delicious. She tried to tell him the order. You have to eat the sandwich and then you get the dessert type thing right there. But you know what? The alien wasn't going to listen. Hey, he, I heard that, him. he heard that pie was terrific. Yes, that's so good. That perfect. Although, I, you know what? I liked her doing that. I, I don't... I know Jeff Bridges imitates everybody, but I think it was special that that lady did that. I almost <laughs> wish it was just like her character, <laughs> her character trait. Terrific. Terrific. <laughs> You yeah, mean like you okay mean like symbol. after the part where they get in the fight and like everyone everyone's you know getting out of dodge right there yeah. like if she ran up and like handed the keys back to uh, to Jenny and was just like terrific she was like have a terrific, terrific trip <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh so, man <laughs> she, yeah she's noted in the credits as terrific lady so uh, so that deer huh. That poor deer. That's probably my favorite part. You know, I'm all for not killing deer, so that's fine with me. I think that probably is what made me love this movie the most as a kid. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, that poor deer. Yeah, totally. And then, you know, he he does that. And if you haven't seen this movie, you should watch it. Because um, I don't really want to give too many sm small moments away, but they're really kind of big moments, too, in the movie, so. Right, they're, they're made important by these, these things that he's using. He's, he's got, like, six of these little ball things that we were talking about, and it's, like, it becomes, at first you don't even know what the hell they're about, but it becomes apparent that it is just, like, this limited supply. Eventually he's going to run out and he has to use them. He used to use them in a, like, I, I guess we could spoil it because it's such an old movie, but so I want to talk about when he's trying to escape in the car and those freaking crazy police officers, like, just open fire on his car and, and basically kill Karen Allen. Like, holy crap. And there's no repercussions for that, that cop either. Well, I think it's, yeah, there is no repercussions. Unless but he I dies think in that fire. <laughs> oh. But I mean, if you think about it, like the, the, it blew up, the car blew up. So I, I think they had presumed that whoever they shotgunned was dead and probably wouldn't be able to squeal on him. Right. I guess <laughs> it's that's, me against an alien. Who are you right. going to believe? They <laughs> could have said that anyways. Like she had the guns on so shot. Like I mean, yeah. Well, it just also kind of solidifies the fact that like the government is evil. Like especially. Alien movies and the government is evil. The government's evil, man. It goes with it hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's like evolution last week. It's kind of like to, like Contact took from that and, you know, made the alien form her dad. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like, I, I chose a form that you would be able to... Understand. Understand, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the movie... Uh, K-Pax, which is a terrible name for a movie, but K-Pax, uh, the character Kevin Spacey, Spacey has to explain why he took the human form. He said it was like the, it's like, why does, why does soap take the form of a bubble? It's the most natural form that they could take, so that's why he took the human form. He ate bananas with the peel on. I've done that before. It's not that good. Joel's an alien. Yes. Mm, Just telling you guys. That's how you can tell. No, it's, you know what? You know what's Dead great? <laughs> a great time to do that with the, I mean, it, you can do it with any fruit, but it works especially well with bananas is when there's like little kids hanging out with you and you're just like, huh, you eat this banana. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on here? You know what's great freaking kids out. Hey, I gotta get my kicks where I can. <laughs> Nieces and nephews, you're on notice. I was gonna say you have like half a million, so. Yeah, exactly. 
They keep coming too. Uh, <laughs> oranges are good if you eat the like entire thing. Peel. I don't think I've ever eaten an entire orange. It's pretty good. Like the the peel actually is is, is bitter and tasty. Huh. Yeah. And that's actually where the, most of the vitamins are. Well, now I'm just tripping out, Joel. Trip. Trip for real. must be an alien. It's the only way I can explain it. Take me to your leader. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's all right. Show me your six balls, Joel. So, Karen Allen. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I just keep thinking about how it's it's like this. this movie is wonderful, but I feel so sad because, yeah, I mean, her husband died in an accident. She didn't get to say goodbye. And then she's briefly reunited with this, this being who looks just like him, who, who cares for him and she cares or cares for her and she, she cares for him. And, you know, eventually they, they, they make love for, I mean, there, there's no other way to put it. It's not, not anything dirty or anything like that. And I just can't help but think it's – she can't help but project, you know, a feelings for this person that she lost onto this being who she can't ever really know because he's got a limited time on this planet. And he's chosen to, like, connect with her in this way. And at the end – um which is actually pretty funny. After after the whole love scene, he's basically like, "You're gonna have a baby, okay?" <laughs> and it's not. I mean, it's, it it comes off kind of funny at first, but it is really like because she said that she's infertile. You know? Yeah, and uh, he he like tells her straight up, like, "Tell me now if you don't want this, and I'll t- I'll take care of it," kind of thing. Like then, of course, she she wants to have this child, and. It's it's like that that is a little bit silly, but it is also like such a beautiful scene. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I really like that part because I feel like well, first of all, I don't know how plausible it is that they would end up hooking up, but I'm okay with that because it's kind of a, you know, romantic poignant kind of a movie and I can understand that she does care for him as what he is, but she also cares for him as the version of her husband that she can still kind of see for a minute, you know? Yeah. And I that part I was fine with, but, like, at the part where he tells her, you know, that he's, that he... Impregnated her. Impregnated her. Mm-hmm. Inseminated her, <laughs> yes. It's such a weird thing to say. He, he <laughs> to put a baby like, in her. I uh, I impregnated you. <laughs> he says something like, "I gave you a baby." Yes, I gave you a baby. <laughs> and then he flies off in his UFO. <laughs> okay, that didn't. <laughs> we were talking about Star Lord's dad, <laughs> like Kurt Russell. Oh, spoilers. Maybe I should say spoiler first. I think it's pretty obvious if you've seen the trailer, but let's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we were talking about how, you know, this guy's a player from another planet. <laughs> yeah. I, d- I don't think that, you know, that... Oh, I liked the fact that he said, if this isn't something that you want, let me know. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like his evolved, you know, ability to, and sorry if this upsets anyone who's listening, I definitely have, an, you know, I don't I don't know if I should even get into this or not. But no, no, but it is, it is good that, that she had, and that- She he, has he, a choice. He, he hasn't- make it like I, a thing. I, yeah. The reason I like that he said that is because he's going to leave her, yeah. and yeah. he knows that she's already had her husband die, and she's difficult. dealt with other difficult oh, yeah. things- and, you know, the last thing he would probably want to do is leave her with a child by herself if that isn't what she wants. Right. You know, but because he is a special being, he can understand what will happen, you know. And yep. I feel like that's 
that's what makes it different than your average situation. <laughs> but I do like that. I feel like that was a kindness of his to say that to her because, you know, he cares about how she feels and what state she's going to be in when he leaves. Yeah. I think it's an important thing to put in the movie, and they could have been something that... It's it could have been something that they glossed over. Like at the end, it could have been like, you know, you're pregnant, by the way, and then he like leaves or something oh. like that. Or, um, you know, uh, like in, in a more blunt way. And, and the way, once again, the way that it's handled in the movie is just done extremely well. Uh, with this, the entire thing is done well. Like I don't, I don't give out perfect scores for movies. Like in my, in my opinion, my my rating system for whether or not I think you know there was something off about a movie, uh, something just bothered me, and I can't put my finger on it. Otherwise, it was perfect. Like uh, I will give a movie you know, four and a half out of five stars. That's it's not a big deal, right? It doesn't take away from the movie or anything like that. I I kind of have it like set. Like if if I thought the movie could be watched, but I wasn't going to watch it again. I give it two and a half out of five stars. If I thought it was worth watching again, like to to get the nuances or something like that, I'll give it three and a half stars. Four and a half, you know, it was almost perfect. Five stars is like a rare thing. And I don't know if it's just the mood I'm in or anything like that. I don't think so. I think this is like just a special movie. Like, I think... It needs to be seen. And I'm glad you liked it so much. Yeah. I I never knew if it was a popular movie or not. I don't think so. I just... I, I think it might have been really popular when it first came out. Yeah, back, back in, in the, the day. day. Back in the day, I felt this was probably a pretty popular movie. Jeff Bridges I, got my parents, nominated. My parents enjoyed this movie as well. Nominated for Best Actor, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think my mom went to see this in the theater several times when it mm. came out. Mm. I was only like... Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think she might have gone by herself too, because mm -hmm. at the time, yeah. yeah. This would be a great like drive-in movie. Yeah, it would be. And this is just a side note, but like the stars, like I feel, I personally I love the stars, and I think they're magic. They just. And I feel like people don't look at the stars enough anymore. And I'm a total stargazer. I'm fascinated by stars. I think they're gorgeous. And I think, you know, there's a lot of light pollution where we live now. And and I'm saying that in the way that it's like, it's difficult to see the sky through the light that is everywhere now. But if you get a chance to go out a little ways and look up at the sky, it, it just let it, just <laughs> let it move you. It's really special. And I think people forget that. Any other special notes? Uh, let's see here. You hit that go girl wall. <laughs> I think I think I did. Okay. Uh, but I th I'll just add that uh, I did step foot in the, the uh, Native American Trading Post. Oh yeah, featured in this movie. Cool. Uh, wasn't as cool. Is it called the Native American Trading no, Post now? No. Okay. No. It's still called Indian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but but regardless of that fact, uh, I, all I'll add is is that it definitely didn't look as cool as it did in this movie. Uh, it's been many years since. It's prime, uh, I'm assuming. <laughs> the TPs were still there, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's it. Oh, oh, the Meteor uh, Museum. Oh, mm. yeah. Sort of we, featured. We saw that very briefly. Yeah, like, sort of featured is actually pretty rad. That's cool. I would like to it's go rad. see that. It's really not that far time. away. It was like, oh, man, it's been almost over 10 years ago since I've been there, but it was awesome. Ten years ago, since you crashed into that, yep, made a big old meteor hole. That's right, Joel. <sighs> That's my new band, Meteor Hole. Meteor um, Hole. That's a good one. Mm. What, what would you say your genre is? Uh, we're kind of a, a screamo, uh, oh. electronic, uh, blues, oh. bluegrass type oh, thing. Oh, bluegrass. Yeah, screamo. It's like a blend, you know, a little banjo, but That's we cool. also do auto tuning. Oh, and uh, a lot, a lot of like just noise. You know, noise music, like, we, cool. you know, forks scratching on a plate or Perfect. Banging, <laughs> banging on the neighbor's window until they start yelling. And we, you know, we record the yelling. Record the yelling part. Course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Sometimes, it's art. Sometimes I will just buy a can of whipped cream and just spray the whole thing in front of the microphone, you know, because it's a real good sound. 
Anyways, you guys should watch Starman. It's a good movie. Yeah. I agree. So, next week, we're going to start something special, listeners, which I already talked about last week. It's called the Summer of Love Beach Party Podcast. We're giving up science fiction and fantasy movies for up to four weeks, at least four weeks, maybe a fifth one. It depends on whether or not I talk to that person who wants to pick a movie or not. But we're definitely going to be still making episodes, but they're going to be on some cool movies that we think we'd everyone would like to talk about. And I get to pick first. I'm picking Leon, a.k.a. The Professional, because one, Aaron Cornelius has never seen that movie, and I think it's a pretty cool, stylish movie. And uh, we'll probably have my niece, Mia, on, because she really likes that movie. So look forward to that. Wear your shades. Get lots of suns, uh, sunscreen. Nice. Uh, some Bahama shorts. Is that what those are called? Bermuda. Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, pretty shorty. Are Mama. Bermuda are shorts like really short? Uh-uh. They're like to your knee. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Bahama shorts are really short. Oh. They're almost, a, it's like a banana hammock, but you know, oh. for, for your Bahamas, if you know what I mean. Wow. Yeah. That's a short short. Yeah, we'll each be uh, picking one of these summer <laughs> movies. <laughs> Uh, these two haven't told me. Oh well, that's not true. Aaron did tell me what a summer movie is, and I think you guys will be very excited about that when it it's comes out. It's hard for me to make choices. I okay. know. I'm it's not okay. trying to be difficult. Don't, don't worry. Don't let Joel bully you into a movie choice of something you don't want to watch. Mm-hmm. Sarah's okay. picking uh, Fletch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna read this outro stuff. You guys. Think of a lesson that you learned from Starman. 1984, John Carpenter, excellent movie. This is like the fourth John Carpenter we've done. Big hey, Trouble in Little China. Dude's prolific. They Live. That's all I'm going to say. Dark Star, and now this. He makes the movies I like to watch. I'm just saying, I think it's the most popular director we've had. Yeah. One for every 25 episodes. We're almost to 100. Not quite. Hey, Aaron. How's it going? It's good, Joel. How are you? Well, let me tell you. If you have a suggestion or a comment, you should write into our email address. Please don't podcast at gmail.com. Or message us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash P-D-S-M-I-O-S. <laughs> if you have some dollars, please send that our way. Our Patreon is at patreon.com slash eartrumpet. If you are subscribed to us, if you could leave us a written or a star rating on the podcatcher that you're using, we'd really appreciate that, too. That increases our visibility. And uh, we can get some more stuff or more emails. And we'll read your review on the air if I catch it, which I have been looking recently. And nobody's reviewing. Why aren't you reviewing? Why aren't you, why aren't you reviewing? Just, you know, put on there that this podcast is pretty good. I like Aaron. You know. That's a good one. You could say, I like Joel or Sarah. Nobody would say they like Joel. Hashtag, I like Aaron. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're starting a movement. Hashtag, I like Aaron. (laughs) Check out our podcast network at eartrumpetaudio.com. We are, along with a whole bunch of great shows on that network, Lifemark, Pet Cemetery. We just added somebody, but it hasn't been announced yet. That covers young adult novels, which are pretty cool. I don't know if you've read some of those young adult novels before. It's a genre that I haven't really explored. Oh, man. You're missing out. Well, maybe you'll listen to some of this podcast uh, and I get will. into it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. More announcements later to come. All right. Give me a lesson that you learned from Starman. Not the TV show, which apparently had 22 episodes. Oh, the movie. Right. Starman. Well, uh, my lesson is is uh, I'm going to put myself in the place of a character in this movie. Okay. So if I'm if I'm driving my van down the road, I see a, this sweet Mustang pull over and a young lady in distress and a young man in a red uh, red cap trying to grab her wrist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I guess I'm just going to drive by, just keep going because. Like my wrench is gonna explode or melt into lava. Yeah, that was and the tree's gonna explode behind you. I don't know. That guy that guy had some sweet hair underneath that cap he he was wearing. He had some sweet 
1984 hair. It's like Gallagher if you put a, a cap on. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had like a, didn't he have like a vest on too? I don't know. I don't remember now. Yeah. It seemed like Everyone had a vest. Vests. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin wear, you know, whatever they're wearing there. Yeah. 80s. Yeah. I liked their bomber jackets. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Are you saying that <laughs> that uh, Karen Allen was dressed like, what's her name in the Americans? That Carrie Russell. Yeah. Yeah, they totally, they totally try to make it, you know, period accurate on the Americans. And she's always wearing like Jordache or something, like jeans. I think I just remembered. What? In that movie where Vincent D'Onofrio is hanging out with Marissa Tomei. Oh, in Happy Accidents. Isn't he, like, acting kind of like this? Like, he doesn't really know? He does that in Men in Black. Well, that's it. He's acting like an alien. (laughs) Okay, never mind. (laughs) I can't remember if he does that. Okay. I think another lesson I learned from this movie is is that uh, if someone's staring at you while you're peeing in the restroom... Um, I guess don't flip them off because they might be an alien. I didn't have any repercussions. He just taught that (laughs) alien how to flip people off. I don't know. Up yours. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, if I found out later that I flipped off an alien, I would be pretty sad. Yeah, I'd probably feel bad too. But I mean, in that situation... You wouldn't know what was going on. I like how that guy was like, like you got a little, get a little bit of gay panic here, and the guy's just like, every time, like, wait a minute, what? what? Everywhere you go, this happens. <laughs> that sounds a little bit every much. Every time you go into a public bathroom, there's just a man staring at you. <laughs> oh my gosh, I doubt every time he goes into the bathroom. But I mean, I guess like. I mean, there's just, when you go in a bathroom, there's just a bunch of people, like, going to the bathroom. I mean, I don't know. Oh, you saw this guy. He's quite the specimen. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, he was staring all right. Mm-hmm. Sarah. So, my lesson? Yes. <laughs> Which came out first, the movie or the David Bowie album? The David Bowie album came out first. I okay. I think it predated 1984. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so my lesson for this movie is, you know, (laughs) it's kind of, it's kind of be nice to people because it's one of those things where it's like you don't really know what someone else is going through. I doubt they're aliens, but, but it's better to be nice than to regret your actions, I think. It's funny because recently I was talking to my mom about No Country for Old Men, and that movie is, like, so scary in some parts. But we were talking about how, like, the small town, like, vibe and the people that are, you know, interacting with each other, it's kind of makes you feel like, you know, people are trying the best they can in their life circumstances and that you should just really, you know, be nice if you can. Well, sir. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a good one. My lesson is that Coke cans used to be gigantic. No. That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she just has tiny hands. No, that was a good observation, though. Was, that was, I mean, it looked like it was, you know, looked like it was a 20-ounce Coke can or something like that. Maybe hey. maybe those used to exist. Maybe hey. they're just gigantic. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, my lesson is that next time you go to a diner... Maybe you should get dessert first because, I don't know, it made that alien pretty happy. So, you know, oh, yeah. order that pie yeah. with your meal and just, you know, dig in. Also, aliens are zombies because they can bring people back from the dead. No. <laughs> and they love brains. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll see you next week, folks. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
Mm. You can cut this part out. This? Yeah. Thank you. I'll think about cutting it out. Keep me on check. I know we can't talk about Mothman. Can't talk about nothing. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm never going to talk about it again because you're making fun of me. Never talking about Mothman again. Oh, come on, Joel. No, sorry. Next week, we're watching the Mothman Prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> it's your, Joel's pick. Mm-hmm. Joel's pick. Is that a sci-fi fantasy? I'm not sure. I think it might be a documentary at this point. Oh. Yeah. So, I'm just waiting for Sarah. Mm-hmm. God, I can almost see it in my head. This person is, like, acting like that. What is... Good thing I bumped it now. Alien? I'm not what sure. Baby, don't hurt me. No. A child? No. It's an adult. Is it the star child? Is it the childlike empress? Yes. Thank you. That's what it was. The whole time. Aaron. <laughs> not helping. <laughs> Let's see. Alright, um... Things that things that could have reminded you of this. Mm-hmm. Was it Lilu? Oh the yeah. No, it wasn't. No, no. Let's continue. She on does. With this conversation. They do talk about that. Yes, but it isn't that. EarTrumpetAudio.com. Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear. <laughs>